This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. Living here is not so bad. A car should never be a home. I park on a quiet street, lock the doors, and I hope no one notices me. Have you noticed? We have. At Helping Up Mission, a woman in desperate need can receive food, a safe place to sleep, and a new beginning. Winter is coming. Go to helpingupmission.org. Notice the need, and please give generously to help at helpingupmission.org. This episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast is brought to you by God is My CEO, a prayer journal for entrepreneurs. I am so excited about this journal because it is the first ever prayer journal specifically for entrepreneurs. God gave me this idea a little over a month ago for me to create this journal for business owners. And I am just amazed with the response that has gotten thus far, the people who've been able to pre-order it and download the the virtual digital version um, and get started with growing that relationship with God and allowing God to be the CEO of their business. This journal is amazing because it has a space for you to surrender your business to God. Uh, It has a space for you to write down your million dollar ideas that God is going to give you as you grow in your relationship with him. It has a place for you to write down your answered prayers so that you can constantly be reminded that if he did it once, he'll do it again. There's a page, there's a section called I feel, but I know. In that section, it allows you to navigate the difficult feelings and sometimes just the very personal feelings of being an entrepreneur and relate that to what the scripture says so that you can be encouraged in those not so sexy parts of entrepreneurship. There's also a section for sermon notes. So if you guys are like me and you watch a lot of sermons online or if you just attend church, there's a section for you to take notes in there as well. And then, of course, there are the journaling pages. So there's a morning and evening section for you to journal and spend time with God every single day. So I'm so excited about this journal. I've been getting such amazing responses from everyone who's pre-ordered already and been able to utilize the digital version. So make sure you go to www.blessedandbossedup.com so that you can pre-order yours today. Let's start the show. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up presented by Anchored Media an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. 
Hey guys, it's your girl Tatum. Welcome to another episode. Well, actually the first episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I am so excited about the direction that this show is taking. I'm so excited that we turned a a good thing into a God thing. And consequently, the it becomes something that's amazing, something that was that's so much bigger than what I initially set out to do. So I'm just so excited about the direction of the show. Y'all have been giving some amazing feedback about the show, uh, about like your testimony to how you've been able to um, apply the things that you're you're hearing on the show into your day-to-day life and into your relationship with God. So thank you guys so, so much. I'm the type of person where I really like to be effective in the things that I do. I don't like to just do things just to do them. So the fact that you guys are really taking what you learn here and applying it and seeing results really just brings joy to my heart. So thank you guys so much for all the kind words and the positivity that you've been given as it relates to this transition that we're making in the podcast. So right now it is uh, about nine o'clock a.m. on Monday. I was in L.A. this past weekend for my birthday. I had a great time. Thank you guys for the the birthday wishes and shout out to everybody who listens to the show in L.A. I wish I would have maybe stayed an extra day so that I could like meet up with you guys somehow. But the weekend just went so freaking fast. But anyway, so it's Monday and I want it so bad. And this is what happens when you let God be the CEO of your business. I wanted so bad to record this podcast last week before I left so that all I had to do was post it this morning. But like I told you guys before, I like to be led and as far as what I talk about on a show and I, I want God to really speak through me in every episode so that we can really be about this blessed and bossed up life. Now, the, the what happens with that is, though, if I'm not led to anything yet, then I don't I can't pre, I can't, you know, be as prepared as I would like to be uh, when it relates to recording the show. So now um, last night I left L.A. I left L.A. at about 1130 p.m. LA time, which is about 2.30 a.m. East Coast time. And so I basically flew all night, got got home around 7, p- 7 a.m. Eastern time. And so now it's 9. Well, I landed at 7.30. I got home about 30 minutes ago. So now it's like 9 a.m. And I finally have something to talk about on this show. <laughs> so straight off the plane, straight to the microphone to record this podcast. And one of the things I love about being a full-time entrepreneur is that vacations or trips that end is never a bad thing. I remember not too long ago where vacations would come to the end and I'll be so blown because I'm like, ugh, I have to go to work now, you know, like, ugh, back to the real world. But now like the real world is awesome, you know, so coming home, it feels great. I'm happy. I'm excited, even though I'm tired for sure from flying all night and flying uncomfortably all night. I'm excited to get back to the day to day life of an entrepreneur. So I'm just excited and happy that I'm I'm able to to live this life. Um, but yeah, so 
I finally got what I wanted to talk about on today's episode during my LA trip. And so today we're going to be talking about developing confidence as an entrepreneur. So many people have an idea to start a business. So many people have aspirations to start a business, but fear is the number one thing that keeps people from actually accomplishing that or actually taking that that step to start that business. And a lot of the times fear is rooted in insecurity, a lack of confidence a lack of confidence in themselves and a lack of confidence in God. So I think it's really important that we talk about confidence as an entrepreneur. We're in this digital age where it's easy to just like post the highlight reel of our lives, but it's important to make sure that when we're offline and we're by ourselves, that we're still as confident as we uh, portray ourselves to be. There is, I told you guys, I finished my, my manuscript for my book at the end of last year. And there's a, a part in a book where I talk about my mask. And so what I meant by that is, When I was growing up, I developed a mask to where I've been able to, I was able to perfect, I was able to perfect suppressing my true feelings and emotions and becoming something that I'm not. So I was able to perfect smiling every day and making other people laugh, but was, was hurting inside. Or I was able to act like I was confident, but not confident at all. And I think a lot of people, especially black women, we've perfected. We've, we have, we're so strong. We're able to really carry the world on our shoulders and still make things happen. We're able to do that. But a lot of times, we put so many other people before ourselves. And what happens when we do that is we negate our own needs. And one of the needs that we, that we have to really prioritize is, um, the need to improve our confidence, the need to figure out where these insecurities are coming from. I have went to, the Potter's house at one LA while I was out there. I was so excited that I was able to go because I watched all of their sermons on YouTube. So and the I listened to their podcast. So I'm like a fangirl of both of the, of uh, Sarah Jakes Roberts and her husband. So her husband, uh, Torre, Pastor Torre Roberts was preaching on Sunday. And so um, something that he said really stuck to me. He was, he was saying that, A lot of people think that once they get through something, then that's it. But the the problem is they don't go back to assess the damage that what they went through did to them. And the damage is what causes the most issues with us, not the event itself. So to make it realistic, we may we may feel like we got through or we were able to be successful or or we were able to accomplish things despite the fact that our father wasn't in our lives but but we haven't dealt with the the remnants of that the debris that's left over from that you know the daddy issues the insecurity that's left over from that or in his book wholeness he talks about this woman who she um he was counseling her and she had an issue with really 
She didn't feel like she was good enough. She was very accomplished, but she didn't feel like it. She felt like she was a failure. Her just, she was very um, insecure. And it, he found out that it was rooted in the fact that when she was growing up, she had an abusive father who would call her like a dumb blonde and things like that. So she will always feel inadequate because of that situation. But she never really realized she wasn't able to really trace it back to that. And so he asked her to kind of think about where all of where that actually started from. And that's when she was able to really go back and be like, yeah, it's because of this or this happened to me when I was younger and I didn't really realize how I'm still dealing with the results of that or the debris that's left over from that trauma. And so I think the same thing is true with us. We grow up into these these grown women who are very strong. We've overcome so much, but then but we haven't dealt with the debris that's left over from the things that we've overcome. So then we start these businesses and we're not realizing how much our confidence is lacking. So we're afraid to start the business, but the problem isn't fear. The problem is a lack of confidence. So if we kind of get below the surface and see why you don't think that you deserve to have a successful business, then we're never going to get anywhere. And I know for me, I feel like if it exists, there is no reason why I shouldn't have it. If there are, or I shouldn't be able to get it, not necessarily have it, but I shouldn't be able to get it. If there are 30 million dollar houses being built why am I incapable of being able to afford that one day it's it's there you know what I mean why these things aren't exclusive to entertainers they're not the only people who get wealthy so if if something like that exists then I should be able to get that but that comes from a level of confidence now and what I know that I'm able to do and and also I know what God is able to do for me and through me but confidence has to be built confidence isn't something that we were necessarily born with and because life is life and it happens confidence is something that that the devil really tries to take away from us early and when he was talking yesterday he was saying that that's one of the devil's tricks to make you feel like you got over a certain situation or to make you not realize what's still left over from certain situations. And so that really like hit home for me. And it it made me think about when I first started my youth program, how I felt like I was, I was afraid to, because I didn't think anybody was going to listen to a 23 year old. I didn't feel like school administrators or guidance counselors or principals was going to listen to this, this little 23 year old talk about presenting a program in their schools. You know, I thought they were going to look at me a certain type of way. I didn't feel like I was qualified to do what I was trying to do. And even now, one thing that I've learned about God is you don't have to be, you don't have to be qualified to be called. He, he, calls he qualifies the call let me fix that you don't have to be qualified to be called because he calls hold on y'all let me get this right you don't have to be qualified to be called because he qualifies the call so what that basically means is you don't have I didn't have to be this middle-aged woman in order for me to have a program in schools for a uh, two years straight or uh, it wasn't two years. It was four semesters. Mm, I don't know. It was more than 
three times. So I didn't have to be this this middle aged woman to have a, a program in a school system for a certain amount of time. I don't have to be this 30 year old woman to have this podcast or I don't have to be not even 30. I don't have to be like this super successful entrepreneur to be able to talk about the things that ever that we all go through as we build our businesses. I don't have to be what anybody else thinks I have to be. I just have to 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 one go back to whatever's making me feel like I can't. So assess the damage that's been done and the things I've been through in my life or anything that may be hindering me really look below the surface at the root of where that's coming from so I could fix it. And two, I just have to make sure I do what God tells me to do. And I'm I'm constantly in alignment with him. When those two things happen, you can't tell me nothing. Okay. Be, and because that's where the confidence comes from. You know what I mean? So cleaning up whatever is, is stealing your confidence from you and then going to God to get your confidence restored. And so, um, I was having a conversation with my best friend. So we always have deep conversations and I wish I could have recorded one of our convert or just had a conversation with him on the podcast, but maybe when he comes home, I'll be able to do that. But we were talking, I don't remember what we were talking about, but he will always go back to like, I mean, because I know myself, like, this is how I am. I I know me. I know that I'm going to do this. I know that I'm going to do that. And what I was telling him was I kept telling him, like, that's a cop out. That's a cop out. Because I felt like everything that he was saying, whenever he said that's how I am, I felt like it was an excuse for whatever he was justifying with that answer. And so I was telling him I felt like it was a cop out. And so when we got as we went back and forth, because, of course, he ain't like that. So as we went back and forth, not argumentative, but we have we're both strong minded people who analyze stuff. So we always go back and forth about certain things. So he was saying um, so when as he was he was uh, refuting what I said, I was telling him, like, you have to be careful when it comes to saying that's just how I am or I know me, I'm going to do, I'm going to be fine regardless. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Because the problem is one, you're going to think that you do things in your own strength, which is false. And two, it, it, it separates you from the responsibility to knowing who you should be. Uh, let me make sure I say that better. If you rely on, if you just rely on that's who I am or that's how I am, you take away the opportunity to learn who you are in God and who you are in Christ, who God has called you to be. And that's something I really had to deal with for myself when it came to my confidence. So after I got to the point where I was fixing or working on the remnants of my daddy issues, working on the the remnants of my father being incarcerated right now or dealing with the remnants of my strained relationship with my mom, like dealing with these things or the remnants of um, putting myself out here on this podcast every single week and making me my, making myself vulnerable to people I don't know criticizing me. You know, once I've dealt with like kind of the once I kind of went back and, and dealt with and, and continue to deal with the remnants of certain things, then it was like, OK, well, now that I'm working on fixing and I'm working on on becoming whole and I'm working on growth. 
how do I learn who I am at that point then? You know, who do I become then? Like, how do I build that confidence up? And the answer to that is to go to God to find out who you are. And so that's something that when it came to my prayer journal, I was really like asking God, like, you know, who am I? What do you want for my life? What do you want me to do? Like in that surrendering process, just really praying and giving things to God, especially when it came to to me as an entrepreneur, because I can't be selling people programs and I'm not confident. I can't be standing in front of rooms talking to people and I'm not confident. I can't cut on this mic and talk on this podcast, understanding that this is going to be broadcasted to thousands of people all over the world and and not be confident. You know, I have to be confident in order to execute at a certain level. And so with me, it was like, okay, God, like, how do I build this? How do I build this confidence up? I couldn't just rely on that's just how I am. I couldn't just rely on, um, I, I know me, I know I'm going to get through anything regardless. That's just a defense re- mechanism really for being hurt. So I couldn't just rely on that. I had to kind of fix the brokenness and then learn who I am. Um, and the only way that you're going to really learn who you are is to get aligned with God, because I didn't want it. I got to a point where it was like, I didn't want who I was. I didn't want to become who I wanted, who I thought I was. And then I die and get to heaven. And God is like, well, this is everything that I had planned for you, but you decided to do this. And my life might have been pretty good, but he was trying to give me amazing, but I was too busy um, dealing with a confidence issue or I was too busy not trying to seek him to learn about who I am as a woman in Christ. And not just what the Bible says, but but me specifically, like who I'm called to be, what my business is supposed to be about, how I'm supposed to make my mark on the world, how I'm supposed to impact people like these things tell you who you are. And a great thing about my prayer journal is as I got very consistent with it, God's just started showing me who I am. If you haven't, if you didn't listen to last week's episode about kind of how we got here uh, with the, with the podcast change and stuff, definitely check it out ASAP. But that prayer journal really allowed me to just constantly remind myself of who I am because I wrote it down, you know, and then I can also find pieces of who I am when I look in in the Bible. So if I go to the Proverbs 31 woman, I can read up on that to learn about who I am. You know what I mean? And that allows me to be confident. You know, if the Bible says I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, that's that's a confidence booster right there. If the if the Bible says that before I was formed in my mother's womb that God knew me that's a confidence booster right there because I know I can just go to God and be like all right well what you know what's next or or I can ask him about things that are very specific to Tatum that's not in the Bible you know I can ask him what directly what it is that I'm supposed to do and that's a confidence booster right there because the success that's guaranteed is when you're obedient to God so um yeah so so when I was talking to my best friend I was just trying to get him to understand that don't rely on that's just how I am ever always be open to grow and always be 
open to learning who you are in Christ, because that's who you're supposed to be, not the person that you've become based off of what you've been through. And a lot of us, we end up doing well, though. You know what I mean? I felt like I was I was doing all right before I let God be the CEO of my business and in my life. I felt like I was doing pretty decent as far as everything that I've been I've been through. But doing well is nothing compared to the plans that he has for me. So it's really important when you're developing that confidence as an entrepreneur to make sure that you're aligned with God, because if you're following his path, you can be confident in that your plans will succeed. You can be confident in that when you walk into places and you do certain things that 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 favor is going to be on your life, that you don't have to work as hard as everybody else. Like we talked about some episodes ago, because you have God working 24 seven to make sure that the playing field is leveled for you. You know what I mean? So it's really important when developing that confidence as an entrepreneur that you learn who you are in God. What else did I have on these notes here? Okay, so then the last thing I wanted to kind of cover was my fiance and I were talking and... So I'm kind of going to brag on him a little bit, not necessarily about our relationship, but just him as a person. So he's seven years older than me. And he when we met, like he will always tell me stories about like his 20s and things like that. He was 30 when we met. He's 32 now. And so he would tell me stories about his 20s and stuff. And it would be weird because I'd be like... The guy that you talk about and that you were in your 20s and the guy that I'm talking to right now is like so different. It's kind of weird how different it is. Like I can't imagine him doing like the things that he that he said that he was doing back back at that time. Like he would he would tell me stories about how so he went to college and he. Basically, I don't know if he flunked out or if he dropped out or it was both, but um, his grades were terrible and he ended up leaving college and coming back home. He didn't finish. And so he when he was at home, he just had all these little crazy jobs, not crazy, but he just had all these little jobs. Um, He was a delivery man. He was a janitor at the Verizon Center, um, smoking all the time, hanging out around the way, just like not acting as someone who has a promising future just getting high all the time getting in trouble just just out here acting crazy you know just being one of those bums that you see in in whatever major city that you live in that's just not doing anything with their life but like him today is he's a CPA he works at one of the top accounting firms uh, one of the big four accounting firms he's such a, a compassionate guy a loving guy soon to be husband like he's his character is like phenomenal so we were talking the other day and I was like I don't I don't think I ever asked you this but like what happened like how did you go from this guy who was just out here not doing anything just being a bum to just this upstanding man now you know what I mean like what in the world happened and I I've been kind of like nudging him towards doing some type of mentoring or something where he's able to tell his story more and give back and things like that because I just think he has such an amazing story but anyway I'm not going to swoon over the boo the whole the rest of this episode but um yeah so I was I was asking him like 
what changed? And so as he was kind of going through it, he was saying that one day he was on a train and he was just looking around at like the people, the other people that was on the train. He was like, man, I that's these people are going to be me like I my life is going nowhere to the point where at best I'm probably going to have like uh I get like a regular little dead-end job I'm probably going to have like multiple baby mamas like just not he wouldn't have been who he is now if he would have stayed on that path and I, I don't want to downplay anybody's situation but he just wouldn't have been who he is now and so he was saying that after he kind of got that that snap that light bulb went off in his head he started doing things a little differently so instead of like going to check up on his homies around the way he just wouldn't and then eventually he realized that the homies wasn't checking up on him you know he was like I'm going to hang out with them I'm going to find them and we going to do whatever it is that we do but they ain't even checking for me if I don't come around so they ain't really got my back excuse me, or they not really worried about me for real. That was kind of his attitude with that. So long story short, something that he said that really, really stuck out to me was he was saying that he had to change his input in order to change his output. And I thought that was like so deep and he didn't really like, I don't think he realized how deep that was, but I think that this is a major key when it comes to building up that confidence as an entrepreneur, like change your input in order to change your output. So he said that one thing that he did was he started like he was praying, he started reading the Bible, but he would pray like for God to just send him somewhere in the Bible that he can go to that related to him that was able to give him whatever message that he needed to read. And so he said he ended up reading the the book of Ecclesiastics and it was a very easy read and just getting into like the word. I remember when I met him, he had like this raggedy Bible and I was so impressed because it was so raggedy. That means he actually used it and everything was like, he had everything underlined and notes taken in there all of that stuff but he was saying that he really got into like the word and so by by learning who he was and as a man of God he was able to really change what he was putting out he changed his input so instead of uh hanging out with the homies around the way instead of just getting high instead of just doing whatever it is he was doing he was he he planted himself in the word and then his output changed little by little so he went back to school uh, he originally went to school for engineering, but that's that's when his grades was terrible and all that stuff. So he, he went back for um, accounting. And so that's when he got his accounting degree. He passed all his CPA exams and got the CPA. He got his feet wet and he became and the, the man that he is today. But I thought that that one key was so amazing that you change your input in order to change your output. And so when it comes to us as entrepreneurs and we're developing that confidence and kind of, you know, trying to get that 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 swag to us that we're confident in what it is that we're doing in business we have to change our input we have to learn who we are in God we have to stop following people on social media who make us feel inferior we have to stop 
listening to whatever music that we listen to that doesn't feed a positive part of our mind. We have to stop watching shows that we used to watch that feeds a certain part of certain part of our mind if we're trying to change our output. I know and and I know for me personally, I'm not telling you to go, I'm not telling you to just go stop doing whatever you're used to. I'm just saying that you are going to probably have to make some adjustments in order to really get to that confident place in your business. I know for me, I love reality TV show. Like I've probably loving, I've watched loving hip hop since it started. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And I really don't plan on stopping, but it's not even like, but I listen to, to, I watch sermons and stuff way more than I, I watch loving hip hop, or I listen to podcasts that are Christian based way more than I listen to the, the ones that are ratchet based. Cause I listen to those two, you know what I mean? So I have to make, I personally make sure that the godly influence in me is bigger than the worldly influence. So I can make sure I'm on the right track especially right now being in a delicate space that I'm in I was telling him that I now have to refine my refine or rediscover my confidence because I I got confident in what I was doing at first and then when it came to now when it came to making God the CEO of my business what that looks like is like walking in the dark with shades on and just only doing what you're told. Naturally, you want to be like, oh, I need to do this. You know, naturally want to go to solution mode, but you're not supposed to do what's natural. You're supposed to do what's spiritual. So what's spiritual is listening to God and taking that one step forward, if that's what he says to do, or taking that one step backwards, if that's what he said to do, or take that that one step to the side or cha-cha real smooth, <laughs> if that's what he tells you to do. As opposed to trying to do things for yourself. So for me, it's like I was telling him it's it's a constant battle because it's like I'm fighting so hard to not move naturally and to just trust God. But it's a it's a slow build. You know what I mean? He had me do this this prayer journal. I put this journal out and my PayPal was going off while I'm on vacation. You know, I'm not doing anything business related. I'm making significant amounts of money because of people purchasing this amazing journal that he told me to do. You know what I'm saying? So stuff like that helps build the confidence when I start seeing the results of my prayers. Or if I look back in my prayer journal and I see that I asked God for this and then I'm able to go back and write my answered prayers down. That helps build my confidence. I think that's why you guys really have to get this journal because really documenting your your making God the CEO of your business will allow you to develop that confidence as an entrepreneur. And also you have to really speak life into yourself. If you got to go to Mary Jane route and write affirmations on sticky notes and put them all over your place, do what you have to do. You know, if, if you got to take a second to meditate in the morning to just sit in silence so you can get your mind right before you go throughout the day, do what you got to do. If you, something that I did last year too, is I had like a little jar of wins. So when I would accomplish things, I would write them down and put them in a jar. And if I was having a bad day or if I wasn't feeling like myself, I would take one out and read it. Be like, oh, dang, I did that. Cause I mean, we have a tendency to forget. 
So those are the things, some of the things, some practical things that you can do to start building up your confidence as an entrepreneur. Confidence is so important because like I said, you can't sell what it is you need to sell. You can't market yourself effectively if you're not confident and confident. Your confidence does come from who you're learning in God, but you got to be practical about that stuff, too. You can't be all spiritual. You got to be practical, too, you know, because the, the devil going to try to come and mess all of that up. So you have to make sure make sure that that you're that you are doing these practical things you have to make sure that you're changing your input in the words of my lovely fiance so that you can so that you can change your output so I think that's a good way to to end this episode on confidence um oh no wait I got one question I'm going to answer so I'm gonna take a break really quick and then I'm gonna come back and answer the question Hey guys, I'm going to interject real quick before I come back with questions and remind you guys about the Blessed and Bossed Up Challenge. We are starting a challenge on April 1st, where it's 30 days of being consistent with your prayer journal. We're going to hold each other accountable. I'm going to go live in the group every single day on whatever topic God has me talking about that day. Uh, But we're going to really come together as a Blessed and Bossed Up podcast community so that we can really get these businesses together. we may talk about God a lot, but it's, but we really have to make sure that we are applying the things that he's telling us to do in our business. And the way that we're going to do that is by building our relationship with him and being able to hear him and the strategies that he's trying to give us. So join us for this challenge. It kicks off. It's a 30 day challenge. It kicks off on April 1st. A pre-order in order to join the challenge, you have to have the journal. So go to blessedandbossedup.com to pre-order the journal. And then we're going to kick the things off on March 31st with a fast and then April 1st we're going to officially start the challenge so make sure that you sign up I'm so excited for how God is going to bless everybody that's a part of this challenge I'm excited I think I'm going to even fast a little bit before everybody just to make sure that that um, I'm prepared to to take on the role of leading this challenge because man but yeah so Make sure that you sign up. Go to blessedandbossedup.com to pre-order your journal. A cool thing I have going now is if you pre-order the journal, you get the digital version. So you don't really have to wait when it comes to building that relationship. And then all the pre-orders will be out and you will have them by April 1st for us to start the challenge. So again, www.blessedandbossedup.com. Let's get back to these questions. And I'm back with questions. If you have a question that you want to get answered on the show, go to www.blessedandbossedup.com in order to and click on the Ask a Boss tab so that you can submit your question to be answered on the show. This question says, so it's tax season and I'm really confused. I recently created created an LLC toward the end of last year, but do not have any sales revenue yet. Should I be filing taxes? You mentioned a lot about consulting and accounting, but I don't know how or where to start that process. Do you have anyone you can refer? Um, so because you don't have any sales yet and you just filed your LLC at the end of last year, I think that you should just start by going to irs.gov. There's no better place to consult for tax advice than the people who's collecting the taxes. So definitely go to irs.gov, browse around. They have a lot of like interactive videos. They have a lot of PDFs. They have like 
a ton of information on taxes for businesses. So definitely do that. Um, they even have like a little search tool at the top where you're able to search whatever you're looking for specifically to kind of narrow down all the information that they have available there. Uh, but one thing I, I can tell you, because y'all know I do not cross over to the line of accountant or legal. So these are the questions that I, I try to tread lightly when answering, but, um, yeah, I know the IRS, they don't consider a business a business until you make a certain amount of money. Anything less than that is a hobby. So is you sh- you should not, because you haven't made any money, you shouldn't have to file um, business taxes. But it's important for you at this time, though, to start documenting your expenses because you could be able to write off expenses on your tax, your, your, the taxes that you file. You could be able to write off a lot of the costs that you that went into starting your business on your taxes. I think that's a great benefit when you first start a business is how many things you can actually write off. So definitely consult an an accountant for that because of course they are fluent in that type of thing. Um, there, we had a guest on the show that is an accountant. I do not remember her name, but I'm going to tell you what episode it was so that you can go back to it and find her. Uh, so definitely reach out to her, uh, as far as what you can write off and things like that. But yes, go to the IRS directly so you can make sure that you can fact check anybody that you work with. The episode you can refer back to is episode 23. It's called Black Girl Boss Essentials. And it says, can we... Oh, it's Black Girl Boss Essentials Don't Play with the IRS. So go back to that episode. Her name is Dana. I do not remember her website and things like that. But um, yeah, go back to that episode. She goes into a lot of detail about that as well. All right, you guys. So that's going to wrap up this episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. If you have questions, definitely submit them. Definitely submit your wins of the week so that we can shout you out and play our little DJ Khaled music at the end of the show. And yeah, I will talk to you guys next week. Living here is not so bad. A car should never be a home. I park on a quiet street, lock the doors, and I hope no one notices me. Have you noticed? We have. At Helping Up Mission, a woman in desperate need can receive food, a safe place to sleep, and a new beginning. Winter is coming. Go to helpingupmission.org. No 